What makes the good life the good life? This podcast is on a mission to find out. So join us as we explore the Heartland's best and most honest voices. Venture to all four corners of York County, because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County, Season 4, with a spotlight on York College. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review our podcast, 17 County Podcast. Doing this helps grow our podcast, and so we appreciate the help from our listeners. Um, we would also like to take time today to thank our members. Without these great members, um, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here at York County Development uh, Corporation. So I'd like to thank um, businesses such as um, Southeast Community College, Henderson State Bank, um, York Medical Clinic, Cornerstone Bank, uh, just some of the great members that we have um, helping support our mission. So if you're interested about becoming a member or learning more about our members, uh, you can find them at our member directory page at yorkdevco.com. That's York, D-E-V, co.com so we'll get into the interview our next guest is an iowa native but now calls nebraska home and we're just going to ignore the yellow colors and that dreadful game from a couple weeks ago Um, but she arrived here in york uh, as a student left and came back as a professional Uh, crystal has taken her experiences from outside of york and brought them back here to york to make york a better place today crystal is the public relations manager for the upper big blue uh, natural resources district you might know it as the nrd um, and she also helps serve as a United Way board member. Uh, so today I welcome Crystal Houston, a uh, York College graduate from 2003, to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Derek. I appreciate the invitation. You know, I really love to talk, so this is perfect for me for a Monday. This is a perfect media. It's a That's great right. Monday. <laughs> I mean, the only thing missing is a nice cup of coffee. I'm a little disappointed. I, All I'm, we've got is bottled I'm, water I'm in slacking here. slacking around here. Slacker. Just budget. Budget. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this first little kind of... Fun little uh, segment I have here is kind of a fun little thinker, just kind of get you loosened up and talking. And, and so it's you're, you're walking through the Beaver Creek trails and you happen to stumble upon a time machine. I guess I don't know what makes a time machine other than maybe the note on it. And so um, the note says there's enough power in here for a trip to go somewhere and come back. So you get to come back. When and where do you go? Well, I mean, that's a pretty easy one for me. Either it's, you know, 15 years in the future when I can finally have a self-driving car, because I am really (laughs) excited about that, but I'm going to get there eventually. So probably I'd use the time machine to go backwards um, and visit England about 1800. I would have tea with Jane Austen and her family if they would let me. And after tea, I would probably head north and go visit Scotland. I know I'd be about 50 years too late to look for Jamie Fraser, but I'd look anyway. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about hometown, where you grew up, what it was like, um, your family and everything like that. Sure. Well, uh, my uh, early, my pre-York days can really be broken into two uh, chapters. Um, I was born in Iowa, but when I was pretty little, we moved to Vermont, which is where uh, my dad's family is from. Mm-hmm. And it's where actually my parents had met and they lived for a while. And my older brother was born there. They'd moved to Iowa and then moved back to Vermont just a few years later. So I, my young childhood all spent in Vermont, roving around in the woods, riding bikes with my brothers, um, and just really enjoying like an idyllic um, New England childhood. There was not a, a pond close by for ice skating, but other than that, you know, it was pretty much exactly what you would imagine. 
and um, loved it, loved the, the mountains, loved all of the outdoor sports. Um, we uh, just had a great childhood out there in the middle of nowhere in, in rural Vermont. We lived pretty close to the Canadian border. Um, so when I was about 12, we moved back to Iowa, which really broke my heart. I did not want to leave Vermont. No, it's such a wonderful state. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was a big um, shock to the system to move back to Iowa. Um, and uh, where my mom's family was all living. And um, my parents felt like there were better um, opportunities for education for us kids. My brother was getting, my older brother was getting closer to college age and they felt like there was, uh, there were better opportunities for them, mm -hmm. you know, not in uh, rural Vermont. So, <laughs> uh, and they needed to grow professionally as well. And, you know, that'll be something that we talk about later when we talk about um, the joys of living in a small town uh, you know, sometimes there are some limitations mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that was pre-internet days back then. So there, there were a lot of limitations to living in a very small town. So we moved back to Iowa when I was about uh, middle school age, which I don't know if you know this, Derek, but middle school uh, is a particularly challenging time for girls, <laughs> especially, mm -hmm. probably also for boys. I don't know. I was not paying attention to boys at that time. No, no, no. And um, you know, I have a I have a middle school age daughter right now, so I get to relive, relive some of those all that, joys, all that magic, yeah. all, all that magic. <laughs> uh, currently, as a parent, but um, there were some struggles uh, with a big, um, you know, cross cultural move going from a very rural New England setting to we lived just outside of Des Moines. Mm -hmm. I went to school in Des Moines. And uh, people, like classmates, um, made fun of the way I dressed. They made fun of the way I talked. I guess, I had, yeah, you would have that Northeast accent. I was not aware that I had an accent. <laughs> it, 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 it probably culture shock. I have a an accent? <laughs> major culture shock. People were making fun of the way I talked. Uh, you know, the, the one that always um, made people turn their heads is when I'd say soda. And they would say, what? Like, soda pop? You mean you want a pop? And then, of course, later I moved to Texas, and they were like, pop? Don't you mean you want a Coke? Yep. You know, and it's like, no, So you've got to experience every name of yes. whatever you drink. and all over the place. Um, but uh, that, was, that was a rough transition. But um, we lived in Iowa through those teen years and then, um, you know, came to York uh, when I was 18 for college. So I've technically lived in York longer than I've lived anywhere else, which is still surprising to me because um, it always seemed like a place that I was going to be just temporarily. But now here I am still living the dream. So actually, my freshman year, I did have Tim McNeese, who's a history professor at York College. Uh, we were having a conversation and he, he stopped me at one point. He's like, where are you from? <laughs> You're not from. <laughs> yeah, I said, well, I'm from Iowa. And he said, no, no, you're not. Where are you from? And I was like, oh, well, I grew up in Vermont. And he's like, yes, yes, yes. That's it. Now you it don't sense. sound like you're from Iowa. So apparently I did have enough of an accent that it was noticeable at college. But, but nobody commented. Yeah. I lived up in Orono, Maine for um, about say, three, three, four months. And mm -hmm. I really loved yeah that part of the world and everything up there it's with the trees I was there from August to November so the perfect time to be up there with all the leaves changing and everything and it is if you are an outdoorsy outdoorsy person at all I, yeah. that northeast is perfect for you just get a cabin out in the middle of nowhere you'll be able to go find a lake you'll be able to go fishing you'll be able to do whatever it's it is. It's beautiful. We uh, took our kids to uh, Maine and to Vermont in the summer of 20. 
2018. Is that right? Yeah. I think it was 2018. Um, I don't know. The past all blurs together in these corona times, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, it was phenomenal. They had so much fun. I take it back. That was 2019. Um, we uh, we had such a wonderful time, and my kids are dying to go back. They went swimming every day in these beautiful, pristine mountain lakes. Mm-hmm. And we went hiking, and they didn't enjoy how far everything is. Like, it took a long time to get anywhere. You had to drive, you know, around the mountains to get places. There's no straight line anywhere like no, here. No, no. <laughs> I mean, Nebraska is all built on these grid patterns, and there it's like just curving lines around the mountains. Where so. can we put a road? Let's yeah. quickly. <laughs> that doesn't have to go over a mountain, right? <laughs> How can we cheaply do this? But uh, yeah, the kids are like, can we please live there? <laughs> they loved it. So We can visit. We yeah, can visit. I, that's exactly right. I still have relatives there. so For sure, for sure. So um, you, took the, you touched on it a little bit. How did York College get on your radar? Like, did you know you were always going to come here? Or were there other options? Or how did, how did York... Come to be well it definitely had to do with teenage rebellion <laughs> so uh, my parents you know had moved to Iowa with the expectation that it was going to be a great opportunities for kids for uh, educational things we lived in Des Moines which is you know only about 35 miles from Iowa State there in Ankeny and which is where my older brother intended mm-hmm. and uh, my parents were definitely pushing me to go there I had a nice scholarship package there and uh, it was close to home it was too close to home, That's as it thing. turns out. Too close. Too close. So um, I had some cousins that were at York College, and they said, hey, it's great over here. You should come visit. And I came and checked it out, and I was like, this is pretty much the anti-Iowa State University, so I will choose this one <laughs> uh, because, you know, it's the opposite of what my parents wanted. So, But I, you know, fell in love with the place. It was it was lovely. So, so um, your college got on your radar. Yeah. What was that first kind of year like? Um, yeah, it was a, a much simpler adjustment than moving across the country, you know, a few years before. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely was able to get connected right away, um, you know, made some good friends. And, what was your major in your one? Yeah, I double majored in English and communication. Were you always so, English communication or did you? I was always English, but I struggled for a long time figuring out what I wanted to do with that English degree. And I thought, should I, you know, do English in education or there for a while? I thought I would do um, a biology minor because I really liked science. And I thought okay. maybe doing science writing would be, be the like thing. a journal. Be, yeah. yeah, be like a journalist. And um, that's going to be my my retirement career. I think I'll be a, a science journalist. But actually, <laughs> it's a lot of what I do right now is writing about science. Yep. But um, anyway, but at York College, uh, I was just trying to figure out how to make that um, that English degree uh, more marketable. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, I had a very um, seminal experience my freshman year when uh, someone said, hey, you like writing and stuff. You should go out for the school newspaper. And until that point, I hadn't done anything with journalism. And so then my freshman year, I started writing for the school newspaper. And then by my junior year, I was the editor of the school newspaper. And then senior year, I was also the editor of the campus literary magazine and had some faculty members that really kind of pushed me in that direction, um, doing publications, uh, which ended up becoming the bedrock of my um, my professional career. Um, I interned as a student with the York News Times, which was a really beneficial experience no um, that is still paying dividends because I still have great relationships with uh, with the newspaper and with uh, newspapers across the region and the state. 
um, based on that experience. So it was a really uh, valuable time. Um, I did some other things at York College, but none of them I think prepared me quite as well for my career as the publications experience. But I was also involved in student government, in theater, in music. I was on the residence hall staff. Uh, you know, I was busy. That's the one that interests me, the last one. Resident, what was res life like? For York College, like uh, as a director. Yeah, know. I was um, I was a community assistant, maybe was my title, something like that, for three years, where I was, um, you know, helping make sure that nobody fell through the cracks, essentially, mm -hmm. making sure that people had the resources they need to be successful uh, within the context of their on-campus experience. So it was great as far as um, teaching me. Um, you know, people skills and those those soft skills that are so important in your career and in your life. So I uh, had a really great experience doing that as well. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a fun or a great college is a great place just to kind of experiment with those like because you're in charge, but you're only like a year or two older than these people. So, I mean, you don't know much more than them, but just a few things more. Yeah. And so it's kind of a nice place to just experiment with your leadership styles and how you communicate with people and things like that so yeah yeah absolutely and you know it was an opportunity to really grow my my network as well as my professional skills in a you know in a, a non-threatening environment mm -hmm. um, and uh, learn how to work as part of a team you know those are important things to learn when you're in college so if you have any young folks listening to this I definitely encourage you to seek out those kind of opportunities all those opportunities at college yeah yeah part of yeah, that's part of the experience Talk to me about um, you're winding up your college career. What what was your job search like? Where were you looking to kind of land? Did you want to stay in York? Did you want to get out? What were you thinking when you graduated? Well, this is uh, where the the personal and the professional collide a little bit. So I had um, planned to move away for grad school. Was in that application process, but then I met a nice guy. <laughs> you know how this old story goes. The Hallmark story. So that's right. So I met my husband, uh, Mark. Uh, he, he had terrible timing. We met um, <laughs> about six weeks before I graduated from York College, and he still had he was younger, so he still had some time left at YC. And, um, you know, things got serious. And mm -hmm. so I stuck around, looked for a job here in town and uh, was very fortunate to get a job at York College working in the advancement office, which is their, you know, their fundraising office. The, um, not the not the original intent of my um, my job search, but ended up finding I, I really loved it. Um, I loved helping um, in a nonprofit capacity um, create marketing initiatives that help people catch a vision. Um, and that's that's been a lot of my uh, my professional life since then has been uh, working a lot in higher ed, but just in nonprofit in general, um, like helping people understand um, the good work that you're trying to do and help others get passionate about that work. So that's been really fun for me. Um, and I got to kind of see what the experience of York College was like from the faculty staff side of house, you know, switched over from being a being a student to being on the staff. That would have been an instantaneous kind of flip. You didn't have much of a break. Yeah, there was a there was a couple months in between. I went back home to Des Moines for a little while, looked for a job different places, and then ended up coming back. And um, yeah, so yeah, there wasn't a lot of break in between. Um, but uh, it was it was a really good experience coming back as a staff person and uh, worked for York College Advancement there for um, let's see about four years. Mm -hmm. And um, at that point, I was the 
I think my title was something like coordinator for special events and projects, something like that. Coordinator for special events yeah. and projects, yep. So um, he's looking at my LinkedIn right now. So um, so that was a really great experience. I learned that um, events are a lot harder than you might expect. Um, you know, when you're at an event, you just think everything's going so seamlessly. You don't recognize all of all the, the stress on the behind the scenes. All the stress. You know, um, Madonna here at the chamber uh, and her staff do such an incredible job with composer big, and, big yeah. events, and they don't even look like they're losing their minds most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I give them major props for that because that that is a tough job yeah. to pull off events and make sure people are you know, getting the experience they deserve. Yeah. So, so that was, that was some of my job back then. No, that, that's great. And so as your husband is starting to kind of finish up his schooling, what was that like? Did you know you were going to stay in York or did he kind of want to go somewhere else? What was that kind of vision? Well, like? he had, he grew up in York He mm-hmm. moved here when he was eight. And so he was really ready to, you know, after college wanted to go somewhere else and mm-hmm. do something else for a while. And, um, we had an opportunity to uh, get connected to Texas A&M University through a faculty member at York College who um, had attended there for his uh, graduate work and introduced Mark to that department. And he um, ended up having, a, a, you know, applied there and had a great um, offer from the university as far as his um, his assistantship package so that, you know, he could uh, go to school and it would still financially be feasible for us. Um, so we moved down to College Station, Texas, which was another big uh, culture shock moment for us. Um, so when when it was about 2007, I believe, is when we moved down there. And uh, we had our daughter, Lily, at the time. She was about a year old when we moved down there. And uh, yeah, so we were ready for a new adventure in Texas. So it was kind of exciting. And... Uh, my husband uh, did school at, at Texas A&M and then worked for a time at uh, Blinn College, which is a community college there in College Station, kind of a feeder school for Texas A&M, and he worked there for a time. And I, uh, I worked for the university um, as part of their communications team for the College of Business, which was so fascinating. I had a great time there. That, yeah, that's such a big school. I mean, there's probably so much to learn and so much to do and so many opportunities. Yes, I, I learned a lot there. Definitely, definitely. So you spent four, three years at Texas? Yeah, it was almost four. Yeah, we were down there for a couple of years for school and then a couple of years after just for, for work. So, so what was the, you spent four years down there. What? How did the conversation turn to coming back to York? Or was that even an option? Or what was what was the next step after A&M? Well, we knew we wanted to get back to the Midwest, um, but our decision was precipitated by um, my father-in-law had an accident, Mm -hmm. and uh, we weren't sure what his recovery period was going to look like, and uh, had new urgency to get back to the Midwest where we could be closer to family. Um, we had two little kids by that point, and we thought, you know, we we Some need extra to be... hands with that would help too. <laughs> that's right, that's right. We needed we needed to be around the grandparents, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up moving to Lincoln. Uh, we were in Lincoln for about a year. Um, I worked for uh, used to be Brian LGH, but it's you know, Brian Health now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I uh, was working as their digital marketing coordinator for about a year. And um, we were trying to figure out what our next move was. We didn't love living in Lincoln. 
Um, we, you know, there were some good things about it, but we really miss living in a small town. And um, lo and behold, there was going to be another baby eventually. And we, we decided uh, when York College had this great opportunity to come back um, that uh, this would be our, our place to settle down for a time. So we came back to York in 2011, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, I started working as the um, Director of Alumni and Communication for York College, which was a fantastic position. Um, just I had so much fun. Um, getting in touch with uh, with the community, getting in touch with the alumni network. Um, it was a much more expanded role than what I had done in advancement before at York College. And it was it was a lot of fun. Um, so we it seems kind of hard to believe that we've been back in York as long as we have, uh, because time passes very quickly um, somehow when you have small children. So and my children aren't that small anymore. My oldest is now 14. And then, like I said, I have a middle schooler, you know, with all the magic. And then I also have uh, our youngest just turned nine. Are you so in every school? I, I have one in every school this year. That's Makes fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was unprepared for just how the pace of life would change this year. You know, we went from coronavirus shutdown last spring to this fall, having one in each school for the first time and having, you know, things being all, you know, up to normal speed. And it's been exhausting. I tell you what, there's just always something going on. And the high schooler is the worst. She's involved in everything. Of course. And of, of course. course she can't drive yet. Right. So, and so you need rides and oh taxi, mom taxi. They, she's got to be there at seven o'clock in the morning most mornings. And then, you know, home home for dinner and then back to school Bike for activities. Helmet. Yes. Yes. Well, and she doesn't mind the walk. We only live about a mile from the high school. Oh, that's so. not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So she walks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But not I guess in the winter. Yeah, yeah. In the winter, it's not. Not so nice, yeah, but when, yeah, seven o'clock in the morning, I'll I'll drive her, but she can walk home. You know? Yep, yeah, yeah, you can figure way home. Yeah, but yeah, the the kids, uh, they they love the York school system. You know, it, we do have fantastic schools in York, so we're very thankful for that. What are some of the appeals, I guess, about um, York? You know, and why you wanted to get back? You touched on it a little bit about. Um, you know, not finding that community in Lincoln. Could you, but could you expand a little bit more on, you know, some of the the great things that you, uh, or not, I shouldn't say great, but some of the things that you do enjoy? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I always tell people, um, don't uh, move to York to make a great living. Move to York to make a great life. Mm -hmm. And of course, I do make a great living in York. But what I really have here is a great life. You know, I have. Uh, I have friends. I know my neighbors. I'm well connected in the community. You know, in York, you can be as involved as you choose to be. Uh, if you if you don't want to know your neighbors and have that great community support, I mean, that's that's your prerogative. But um, I don't know why you'd live in a small town and do that. I, exactly. But it's your choice. Exactly. You know, um, as we're recording this, we're uh, just a few days away from Christmas. So I uh, we tested out a classic this weekend. We showed our kids It's a Wonderful Life for the first time. And of course, I cried buckets of tears and uh, the kids were into it. They watched the whole thing, even though it's, you know, sometimes it's a little bit slow, um, but uh, they they enjoyed it. And um, I was talking to my husband after we watched that movie and he's like, do you think places like that exist, like Bedford Falls? And I'm like, duh, look around. That's <laughs> where we live, you know? Um, and I, I really do feel that way. You know, I feel like York is a place where, where you can know and be known, mm -hmm. where you can grow professionally and have a great career, but you can also have all of the, all of the things that make for a great life. 
know? Yeah, and that's what I love about our school system is you would have no idea that we were a town of 8,000 if I show you the list of activities that come out of York Public Schools. I mean, yeah. between um, the all the different camps, all the sports, uh, one act, you know, band, everything, and how well everything, it's just not done to be done, it's done well. Yeah, um, oh, absolutely, it's yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah, we've we've had a tremendous experience with the with the public schools, and you know, there's great parochial schools in York as well. For you know, I have friends that you know send their kids to St. Joe's or to um, Emmanuel, and are also having a great experience. So I think that is one of the main um, selling points, essentially, for York, Nebraska, is is the school system. If you have kids, this is a great place to be. And there's a and they all work together so well. I mean, there's no like. Well, you're a parochial school. You can't do that because it's funded by a public school or whatever. Everybody yeah. works together very well, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. So it's been kind of fun having um, a high schooler because you know the parochial schools here are K through eight. So there, she got a whole bunch of new classmates this yep, year. New friends. At, in ninth grade, she suddenly had a whole bunch of new classmates, I and mean, she's been in the you know York Public Schools since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was kind of exciting for her to go to a, a you know a school in that same system, but have all kinds of new friends. No, yeah, so. yeah. I really, I really enjoyed getting into freshman year. I mean, it's such a, it's a unique time period because you don't get to have so much freedom as a freshman because. You're, you don't have that, um, you know, I'm a high schooler kind of vibe to you yet, um, but once you become like a sophomore or junior, you're too cool for everything and whatever, and so you you don't get to do all that, and then you're, it's not again until probably your senior year where you're like, wow, what do I care about this? Why do I care about anyone's opinions and stuff like that? So freshman year, I think it's truly a magical time because you're not affected by that high school culture yet, um, and so you still get to do those things, and um, I'm not... I'm I'm just excited for yeah all the all the students that we have and so yeah you know and we we are really in a uh, a sweet spot for parenting right now with the ages that the kids are um, like I I was complaining about the fact what was that it eight eleven fourteen it's nine eleven nine eleven fourteen. Um, you know, they're, they're too young to have boyfriends and want to borrow the car. They don't, they're not constantly asking for 20 bucks so they can go to the movies or whatever mm-hmm. with their friends. Um, but yet they can all fix themselves something to eat and let us sleep in in the morning. They can all get themselves dressed and, you know, <laughs> I don't have to search for shoes all the time in the mornings. You know, it's, they have a certain level of independence, but they're still fun to be with and hang around at home with. So, you oh, that's know, awesome. yeah. like I said, the, the uh, coronavirus Christmas, uh, it's going to look different this year. Ordinarily, we would probably go over to Iowa and be with my parents there uh, or see um, my um, father-in-law and that part of the family over in Nebraska City. This year, we're just going to stay home and be with our kids. And I'm so grateful that they're of an age where they still want to hang out they with mom and dad. Yeah. They are excited about being on vacation and having time to, you know, play games and watch movies with mom and dad. And yeah, it's a good life, you know? Some might even say it's a wonderful life. Right. (laughs) So talk to me a little bit about um, your views of York um, now as a professional versus when you were uh, maybe an undergrad here. What are some of the things that maybe you didn't notice as an undergrad or maybe took for granted? Um, and then some things that you certainly now appreciate. I know I'm kind of coming back to the same themes, but I just want to learn more about you know what you appreciate about this community. Sure. Well, you know, when I was an undergrad, um, I did start getting involved in the community uh, through the community theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I was somewhat involved with the Yorkshire Playhouse. I did a couple of productions there. Um, and so that was kind of 
my only um, entree into the community because your college, you know, as a student, uh, especially since I didn't have a vehicle, you know, it was kind of, um, it was a, a kind of a bubble, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. um, I had all of my needs met there on campus and other than, um, you know, weekend trips to, you know, Walmart Wherever, or yeah. occasionally Lincoln or whatever. Um, you know, I didn't, didn't get off campus all that much, but, um, my, as an undergrad, I started to get involved a little bit with the community just through, um, through the playhouse, which was a lot of fun. So I think as a student, I didn't recognize all of the opportunities that were available within the community of York. Um, and I definitely, as a student, had the mentality that I was only going to be here for a time and then I was, you know, going to be going elsewhere. I'm going to sure, you know, be my four years and then I'm going to go back to home or yeah, wherever. wherever. Yeah, I was ready for some adventures, you know. Um, so I didn't necessarily see York as a place where I was going to stay and build a career or stay and build a family. You know, as an undergrad, that really wasn't my priority. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so... Like with uh, so many things, uh, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers, you know, the old Garth Brooks song. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, the plans that you have are not necessarily the best ones. So I'm, I'm glad that uh, my experience of York, Nebraska really grew um, when I came back here with a professional mentality of, you know, I'm building a career here um, and building that life here, uh, investing in the community in a very different way than I would have as an undergraduate. Awesome. So you talked about you know, being involved in the community. Um, maybe uh, I know you do United Way and some other things. What are some other things you do to stay involved in, in York now? Sure. Well, I'm, um, you know, we're pretty active in our church. Um, we are also, um, you know, we're, we are very well connected with our neighborhood. Uh, I think one of the most lovely things about living in a small town is the opportunity to know your neighbors and mm -hmm. be involved very locally in your neighborhood. Uh, my kids are now involved uh, alongside with me uh, at the Playhouse. We do theater together, which is just such Great. a delight. Um, so yeah, I also am part of the the York Ambassadors Club. Um, you know, with the with the red jackets going around mm, to all the red new coats. business stuff. Yep. Love that. Um, I, I actually just cycled off of the United Way board. I'd been there for about eight years, and you know, been president, been secretary, done all the different offices. Um, and I just felt like it was time for some some new blood in there. So I'll still, you know, probably be involved as a as a volunteer solicitor once we get to the point where we can go door to door mm -hmm. again. We didn't do that this year, obviously. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I did that for quite some time, which was a nice way to stay involved. So yeah, I think that's I think that's the majority of our involvement. That plus, you know, just uh, doing stuff with the kids. All their youth activities. Yeah. That's right. I mean, and like we said, there's so many options out there. I mean, that keeps us busy. For sure, definitely. And so, what do you do professionally then here in York? Kind of, I know. I mean, I know what you do professionally, but share with our guests kind of what you do um, at NRD. Yeah, so as the I, for about the last 18 months, I've been the public relations manager for the Upper Big Blue Natural Resources District, which uh, has just been phenomenal. I've just had a wonderful experience there. Um, you know, I do a lot of the same things, um, nuts and bolts wise, that I did when I worked for York College, uh, but in a completely different subject matter. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of telling student uh, student stories uh, and um, donor relations stories that I was doing at York College, I'm now talking about uh, research in agriculture and natural resources, which has just been amazing. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm managing the social media, managing the website, doing publications, doing some 
things with events. Thankfully, events is not a big part of my job now, which I'm just <laughs> over the moon about because I do not love events. Those logistics um, of yeah, events are awful. Yeah, but uh, doing a lot to work with uh, local communities to make people aware of the different resources that are available through the NRD. Um, like, do you know much about our, our tree program, Derek? No, I was just going to ask you, what are some big like programs or resources that people maybe don't know or should know more of? Definitely. Well, we are, um, the Upper Big Blue NRD is headquartered in York, but we serve a nine county region. Let me see if I can name all nine counties. I've been working on this. Okay, we've got Adams, Butler, Clay, Polk, Hamilton, Fillmore, Seward, Saline, York. Oh, I got them all. Man. I like how you live York for last. Like, okay, I'm not going to forget that one, so I'll leave it for last. <laughs> yeah, so we're so we're headquartered here, but we serve you know the surrounding area. Serve about 56,000 people in that in that area. Um, the state of Nebraska is really unique because not everybody else has uh, not not any other state really does it the way we do it. Uh, you know, Nebraska, it's not for everybody, right? We we do things a little different here, but I I really think the way that we do our natural resources is just fantastic. Um, so the, the state of Nebraska is broken into 23 different natural resources districts. And so we have local control, but we have statewide resources when it comes to the management okay. of soil and water. Um, and we're making sure that we have um, enough water and that it's high quality water. And we're doing our best to make sure that we maintain wildlife areas as well as maintain the soil. Because uh, what is the number one uh, economic uh, engine of this area, Derek? It would be agriculture. It would be agriculture. And if the soil is depleted and if there's not enough water to make sure that we irrigate all those crops, what happens to our whole area, Derek? It would not be good. It would not be good. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really pleased to be working with the NRD to, uh, to continue to maintain our natural resources, to improve our natural resources. And so right now, one of the main things that I'm talking about at this point in the in the calendar year is our tree program. Um, I hope this airs prior to, uh, you know, this interview airs prior to the end of our, our tree sales period, which would end at the end of March. So make sure you get me on the, on the schedule for before March. But, um, you know, if you go to upperbigblue.org slash trees, uh, you can uh, you can order reduced price bulk quantity trees for planting. Trees are so essential for uh, our soil and water. It's mm -hmm. a very simple, very inexpensive thing that you can do to make an immediate impact. Whether you're talking about a wildlife improvement area, whether you're talking about putting in a windbreak around your property, or if you're just talking about you live in town, you want some trees to enhance your own property, uh, or if you're a business owner, great way to improve your property. Uh, because trees, um, you know, they they reduce your uh, your need for air conditioning in the summer, and they reduce your need for heating in the winter. They block the wind. Um, they add a lot of uh, you know beauty to your property, and uh, they're a great investment for pretty much anybody. Um, but we we did recently partner with the city of Beaver Crossing. Um, over in Seward County on mm -hmm. some improvements to a park that they had there and that and did involve planting trees. You know, they um, they lost a lot of trees in 2014 when they had the tornado mm -hmm. and the NRD was involved in helping uh, restore a lot of those trees um, and then also provide improvements to their community park. So we do have resources available for communities um, to improve public lands. Um, 
you know, outside of just the the five uh, recreation areas that we offer, you know, um, the Upper Big Blue manages Recharge Lake and Anderson Recreation Area. We have uh, four other uh, recreation areas in the district, uh, but we also want to support um, the the improvements to public lands that are you know organized by different municipalities. One of our recent projects also involved um, providing funds for the city of Geneva for their boys pond mm -hmm. um, and providing some additional resources for the improvement of that uh, facility. So we are interested in partnering with communities, especially for recreation for wildlife that uh, wildlife improvement areas, um, especially as uh, you know, they they relate to natural resources. But, uh, but they are interested, the board is interested in doing, you know, programs that um, and projects, supporting projects that uh, that really improve the quality of life for all of the people that live in this area. So you've been here for how many years now? So you I, said 16? I think it's 16. If you count my, my undergrad years as well as my professional years, I think I've been here 16 years. So um, what are some kind of um, changes that you've seen over the 16 years that um, you've really kind of enjoyed? And what are some improvements that maybe you are um, hoping are coming down the road or you would like to see kind of um, developed. I'm really kind of looking for ideas for projects with oh, this question. So I've got a few. What do you got? What kind of ideas? <laughs> well, uh, some of the changes that I have seen in this time is um, I, I think our business community continues to grow here. I think there are so many more opportunities for young people starting their careers, for mid-career people, you know, looking for a new opportunity. There's so many more opportunities here than there were even, you know, in, when I came here as a student in 1999. Um, the, the business community is just really, really a growing, thriving place with lots of resources and lots of opportunities. Uh, I, I'm so relieved that the um, the housing uh, situation is being addressed, and mm -hmm. I just say kudos to Lisa and to everybody that's worked on getting um, these new housing developments and the new um, apartment complexes, because that is something that York has really needed in order to grow. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm excited to see what our community is going to do in the next couple of years now that that um, pressure point has been alleviated because uh, I, I think that has been a limiting factor for growth. Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I just think that's tremendous. Um, but the the three things that I would really like to have come to York, you can write these down, Derek. And I'd be happy with any one of these. Any one, okay. But if you could get all three, I mean, that'd be great. Hey, baseball, one out of three ain't bad. And that's that's Hall right. of Fame. <laughs> one. Can you get a Trader Joe's here? A Trader Joe's. <laughs> I feel like a Trader Joe's would do really well here. I think this isn't yeah. news, but Hy-Vee will be here in town. I don't know if you know that. I did not know that, and I'm so excited. When? What are we talking about? Please give me all the details, because that was number two on my list after Trader Joe's was Hy-Vee. Hy-Vee is coming to Lichty's. They will be in half of the Lichty's building um, over there on Nobes and Lincoln Avenue. No kidding. They're going to divide the building in half. They're going to trade off by losing some of their floor space. Um, they're going to bring in a high V and they're going to, um, on the, I think it's the west side. The west side is going to become a high V. Okay, your podcast listeners cannot see my face right now, <laughs> but I am so excited by this news. My eyes are just, you know, bulging out of my head. I am so excited. So is there a timeline for this project? I do not when know a finished. I know Darren Lichty stopped by here just Friday and let everyone know that 
it is officially moving forward. Oh my gosh. So, yep. There, there, this is that's... the best Christmas present you could have ever <laughs> given me, Derek. So uh, feel free Amazing. to share that news and uh, take it with you. And, gosh, and... My, my heart is just <laughs> pumping in my body. This is so how I, you can So tell. I crossed off uh, yes, one of them. one out of three. You're good now. I didn't cross it off. You... I should say Lichty um, had a hand in that. And so <laughs> I, I'm very I'm glad to have Max in our community. Yes. Um, and have oh, someone that... Sure. You know, wants to you know bring good things to the community. So I'm looking forward to this. Absolutely. This development. So. Absolutely. You know, I was here when when Lichty's their store downtown had their devastating fire, fire. Mm-hmm. and they had to you know move to a different to the Walmart. Yeah, that to, to the old the Walmart. Walmart building. Yes, it was. That uh, was when I was a college student. That was Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it was like a, a major like situation you know when that happened yeah. for a for a small business to have to deal with a with a where fire am i gonna situation. move yeah and hasn't that really worked out for him it's like, been the best with a huge increase in floor space oh, i'm yeah. sure he has done so much more business being there mm-hmm. so you know not all the bad things in life really end up being bad things no yeah and if it ended up helping me get a high V in York, Nebraska, <laughs> I mean, doesn't that just make your job ten times easier when you're trying to recruit people to come to York? And our business, there's a high V. Yeah, now we have a high V. Yeah, add it to so our, our scooters and our everything else. I, I mean, know, I know, and I will still Jimmy shop John's. At Gr- I know, I'm pretty excited about the Jimmy John's too. <laughs> let me tell you, uh, but I'll still obviously support uh, Grand Central because they're they're a staple in our community. Oh, and the best supporter of anything. Absolutely, in our community. absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to slight them in any way, but I am pretty excited about a high Okay, so, so number three on you got that number list. Number two, and then so yeah, three. I feel pretty confident that you can make number three happen, Derek. Okay. I just I believe in you. You have faith. I have faith. Chick fil A. Chick fil A. Yep. Make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. Put it on the list. Yes, out by the interstate. I would. I mean, that uh, place would do a roaring business. I'm always a raising canes, Chick Fil A. I mean, I'm I'm oh, really man. torn. The I dipping mean, sauces at Chick Fil A. Put it over the top. Yeah. That Polynesian sauce. Oh my word. And the staff. I mean, they're just always and the, the best. lemonade. Yeah. We got it. Oh, <laughs> my yeah. favorite thing. Um, we gotta get it. We used to take road trips in college. I'm kind of digressing off of our, but whatever. Um, we took road trips, and we would always stop at the West Des Moines Mall. And there was a Chick-fil-A yeah. there. Oh, yeah. And at Jordan Creek. It, it, yep. It, yep. And it was like a staple of all of our trips whenever we went to like uh, Big Ten games up in Wisconsin or Minneapolis or whatever. We took the turn right there and we had to stop at Turtle Creek yeah. and get ri- and get the Chick-fil-A. And, and then you had to, what was the, you, you always had to say thank you. So that way they, they the never say, ending. My pleasure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that was always fun. Yeah. And we so, fell in yeah. love with Chick-fil-A when we lived in Texas. And uh, it got me through my second pregnancy down there because it was just daily trips to Chick Fil A, and then I felt fine. You know? I was say, what what, what did baby, you do on Sundays though? Did you just wanted. order I twice just, on Saturday? I just cried a lot on Sundays. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so when we came back to Nebraska, it was pre um, Chick Fil A in the Midwest. So when they opened up that one in mm-hmm. Iowa, you know, oh. just that's about twenty minutes from where my parents live. I was like, oh, this is great. We'll this just go convenient. visit mom and dad all the time, all the time, whenever I need Chick Fil A. <laughs> Uh, so now, of course, they have them in Lincoln, so that's even more convenient. But we need one. We yep. need one in York. It would do very well here. It would do very well. We'll so, add it. Yes. We'll get it going. Put it on the list. Perfect. So we touched on it a little bit, but um, especially here with these new topics, but how do you, how would you recruit people to York? When you're talking to people about York, what are the you know things that you like always try to touch on, or what would be your pitch to recruit someone to the area? Well, it would depend on what phase of life that they're in. 
for a young person, um, this is a fantastic place to start your career. There's a lot of opportunities uh, in a lot of different industries where you can, you know, kind of figure out what your first move is. Um, and it's a non-threatening, very supportive environment where you can kind of get your toe in the door uh, and kind of learn how the sausage gets made mm -hmm, in a lot mm -hmm. of different, a uh, lot, lot of different opportunities. So it's a great place for if you're just starting out. It's a fantastic place to raise a family. Yeah. You know? what, what about those people that you know maybe have a one-year-old and they're wanting they're thinking about the kids' future and education? What would you kind of yeah. how would you sell it to them? So it's the school system here is just amazing. You know we've had such a great experience um, at the in the public school setting. Uh, and like I said earlier, you know, the parochial schools are very strong here. There's a really strong homeschool network here, mm -hmm, too. Mm -hmm. So whatever your um, desire is for your kids' education, you can find a great option here. Um, and it's a safe place to have your have your kids walk to school. Uh, you know, we live across the street from a park and we feel very comfortable with our kids, you know, playing outside, which in a bigger city, you don't have that, you mm -hmm. know? There's always um, something in the back of your mind or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, living in a safe community where, um, you know, not only are, are we very confident in the safety of the community, but also no matter where our kids are in this community, they know where somebody lives. Like, oh, we're walking down this street, that's where so-and-so lives. If I had a problem, I could run to so-and-so's house, you and know? And someone's always looking out for them, that's too. That's right, you that's know? right. You mm -hmm. know, one of my favorite uh, small town stories was one time, uh, one of my kids lost a check for um, for school lunch money, and they lost it as they were walking to school. And so they came home that day, and they're like, Mom, I couldn't turn in the lunch money, so I wrote them another check. They took it to school. But the next day, I got a call from the school, and somebody in the community had found the check and brought it to the school. And they said, you know, we've got two checks here now for the same amount. Do you want us to cash them both, you know, because... Because somebody in the community just picked this up and thought, oh, I know where, I know where it needs to go. It says York Middle School on it, so I'll just take it to York Middle School. And I just, I loved that people in the community are, are looking out for each other, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, there's so many, so many examples of, you know, that, yes. that situation. And, and it's awesome. And for, for mid-career people, you know, there's plenty of opportunities here, too. And I think the, um, you know, we've got great internet providers here, so even if you are working remotely... You could you could live here and work anywhere, you know. My husband right now is uh, disrupted uh, in his pursuits because of coronavirus. He works for UNL and, and is working on a PhD there, and um, he's pretty much been working from home for the last nine months, and it's been great. You know, he's been able to do a lot of the things that he would be doing on campus, but do them from our home office, which happens to be in our bedroom. So, you know. <laughs> You don't have to be uh, limited in your opportunities just because you live in a rural setting uh, anymore. It, you can live anywhere and make a great life there and work wherever your career takes you. I think that is, if there's any positive that has come out of this um, pandemic, it has yeah. solidified the idea that you can work anywhere um, and live anywhere. That's right. With the advance. I think last year, if you were to tell me, oh, you can live and do whatever, I would laugh it off because it really wasn't an established kind of idea. And But this whole 2020 has really solidified, I think, between all leaders at all levels of management yeah. that um, the world will go on if people aren't in their office, you know, from eight to five. I mean, exactly. it, it'll, it, everything will get done, everything will move forward. 
um, and yeah. you'll be none the wiser. <laughs> yeah, and you know, for certain industries, that's not going to be the case. Uh, you know, they still need people to show up for work at Walmart. Right. Yep. But um, but for a lot of jobs, you should be able to do that from just about anywhere. And if you have the kind of workforce that you can trust and empower, there's no reason that they have to be at the office physically every day. Exactly. You know, for mm-hmm. eight hours. So yeah, I think that that is a major recruiting point for York uh, at the community. You know, you can you can live here and have a quality life and have small town prices for you know oh, yeah. amenities, um, but still work in Lincoln, still mm-hmm. work in Omaha and, and do it remotely. You know, some friends of ours just recently moved back to York. They had moved to Omaha and uh, were building a career there, but then his job went remote. And they said, you know what? We were happier living in York. Exactly. So he's still keeping his same job in Omaha but they now live three doors down from us, you know? Which is awesome, I love that, that's yes. great. Yes, oh, it's so fantastic. Um, so really happy that you have the kind of community in York where that, that draws people back, because mm-hmm. you know people recognize the quality that is here. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, let's also just put in a plug for older folks thinking about moving back to York. My Closer in-laws, to home, yeah. my in-laws moved here about four years ago, um, and have um, you know this is their their retirement uh, you know location. Mm-hmm. Um, they've lived a lot of other places. They wanted to become be closer to the grandkids. You know, most of their grandkids live in Nebraska, so moved back here from Colorado, and they're having a great experience here. They sometimes travel. You know, to Lincoln for doctoring if if they can't um, get the resources they need because they have some you know health challenges. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they do most of their doctoring here, but sometimes yeah, York they General do have to is travel. phenomenal. But I mean, they can't do everything. That's They're right. Not, exactly. That's right. So, um, but and and yeah, York General does do a great job. I know that there's a lot of uh, needs being met within our local community mm-hmm. uh, for populations that are you know 65 and plus. Mm-hmm. So it it really is a great place to live, no matter what age you are. Um, and I, I guess I would tailor the recruiting message depending on who I was talking to. But Yeah, I think, I mean, to add on, I mean, location, I love the location of York. I mean, it's just, you got Lincoln 45 minutes um, east, you got Grand Island 45, then you go bigger, you got Kearney and Omaha, Yeah. You get even bigger, you got Denver and Chicago, I mean, north and south, Minneapolis isn't that far, yeah. um, Kansas City isn't too far away for concerts and things like that, That's right. make a weekend out of it, so I love it, the proximity just to everything. It's a very a convenient place to live because you have, you know, 98% of what you need right here, small mm-hmm. town, local, but, you know, if you need something in that other 2% category... You know, you've got the weekends and Kansas City's not that far away. Right? People like to joke and tell me I live in the middle of nowhere and I tell them I live in the middle of everywhere. 100%. <laughs> that's right. We'll move right into kind of our rapid fire questions to kind of round out the interview here. What's your favorite restaurant in York County? What's a place that you always take family members to or if someone comes and visit you, it's a place that you have to go? It's La Cocina. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, those fajitas just can't be beat. And, and occasionally a margarita. Those chips and cheese and oh, the margaritas are the best. That's so mean. good. <laughs> and it's inexpensive and it's fast and you always leave. Oh, it's consistent. Overfall. Oh, and yeah, it's yeah. the best. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on York College esports? Esports is kind of an emerging sport. Um, sport quotations, um, as you will. <laughs> and so I'm I'm looking forward to kind of see what 
it looks like at your college. But what are kind of your thoughts on um, it being a new sport? Well, uh, apparently, this is like a hot trend and, um, you know, it's going to be good for recruitment. It's not for me, but I'm an old person now, Derek. <laughs> you can see I have all this uh, this gray. I, I saw on Facebook today, you're not supposed to say that you're going gray. I'm growing tinsel. Oh, what that's what is. that's called now. Yes. Okay. But uh, this tinsel means that I am too old for esports. So <laughs> I'll leave that to the young folks. I'm looking forward to, I'm sure it's going to happen too, our, the two sport athlete, the one that wants to play basketball and also play like 2K uh, basketball as well. So I'm interested to see what, if that's possible and how that would look. You know, more power to <laughs> I'll leave that to somebody else. Uh, a favorite meal you have uh, here, whether it's a home cooked meal or is there like a, a, a certain item at a restaurant? What's your favorite meal? Uh, well, in addition to those fajitas, I would say chances are French onion soup on a cold day. Oh, there is nothing better. So good. Uh, yeah, chances are nothing better than just in their buffet. And yeah, mm-hmm. we kind of had to have it as much with everything going on. Someday but we're gonna get back. It'll to it, be Derek. back. Yeah, the Probably buffet the will be this, back by the time this airs. Fingers crossed. It's gonna when happen. this airs, we'll be eating uh, buffet. It's almost lunchtime, actually, so that sounds good. <laughs> um, a favorite memory that you have here in York County could be, I guess, a memory, or if you have a series of memories, I guess, what's what's something that comes to mind? Well, uh, one thing that comes to mind was doing the uh, Christmas show in 2019 with my kids at the Playhouse. We were all in um, the greatest Christmas pageant, the best Christmas pageant ever, Mm -hmm. is what it was. And... um, so that was so fun to get to act with with all three of the kids. I had done a show previously just with the oldest. Actually, we'd done two shows together, but this was the first time that all three kids and I were on stage together. So that was pretty neat. Though I was a little offended um, during the receiving line when people would come through and be like, Crystal, your kids are amazing and maybe a better actress than you. And I'm like, excuse me, come on. <laughs> I'm still standing, I'm standing right, right here. <laughs> Seriously, uh, but no, that was really fun. No, that 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 would be a lot of fun. That make for a fun kind of family photo of being all up on stage. Um, this is another fun, interesting, weird question I have. But if you were a type of food, what type of food would you be? Um, this was an easy question. You know, thankfully you sent me these questions ahead of time, but I didn't have any trouble coming up with the answer to this. I'd probably be a Pearson's nut roll. Uh, you know, sweet, little salty, okay. all kinds of nuts. <laughs> I love it. That's a self-description. I love it. Um, A favorite county or maybe a local event that you're looking forward to every year could be like um, Songfest, could be Yorkfest, could be Benedict Days. What's something you kind of look forward to? Uh, I always enjoy the York County Fair. Oh, yeah, Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love going to see all the different animal exhibitions, eating all the food. Uh, Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, when I think of County Fair, there's just so many, I mean, so many things going on between um, the Midway, between all the events, between the, um, the, the big events on the stage and uh, under the big top. Um, I, yeah, I love all of them. Yeah, we never miss it. So this last segment, um, just kind of a fun kind of segment talking about, you know, with all the doom and gloom sometimes that happens in the world or we can focus on all the bad things. Um, I just kind of want to turn it and talk about, you know, the happy things going on in our lives. Um, so the one I'm going to talk about is uh, Creekside at um, York Creekside, it's the new apartment complex that was built here in town. Um, It was one of the first projects that I got to be a part of. Um, And so seeing that um, fill up um, and, you know, actually see it built and see the whole project through, um, it's very exciting um, for the community, you know, because that's an, uh, 
a piece of the housing that was really missing, you know, an apartment that um, isn't necessarily, you know, a low end or something like that, but it's um, for that professional who's looking for, you know, kind of a, um, a nicer place to kind of live. Not that there's bad places here in our community. It's just a new option, a fresher option. So I'm, I'm excited about, you know, that new fresh option being in the community. Yeah. Okay. What about you? What's what's something that's making you happy? Oh, well, that Hy-Vee is coming to town. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to oh, add that one. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. I don't need any other Christmas presents. It's just Hy-Vee. Thank you very much. Awesome. Now, I mean, if you could get Chick-fil-A for my stocking stuffer. <laughs> it would complete the... It would complete the package. Awesome. It would redeem 2020 completely. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So thank you for your time today. It's just just been right around an hour, so I thank you for sitting down with me. Um, but I will leave you with the final thoughts. This is kind of a... Uh, reoccurring thing I do so I'll just let you end the show with whatever words of wisdom if you have a final words or a quote or there's something going on in your life just the floor is yours say what you want so as I mentioned previously uh, you know showed the kids it's a wonderful life and in the uh, in the closing sequence there where all the community of Bedford Falls comes to you know pitch in their coins and help get George Bailey out of trouble. He opens up the copy of um, Tom Sawyer that his guardian angel has has slipped into the pile of money and opens it up in the front cover, has what I think is just a very fitting uh, way to end this segment and also reflect on life in York, Nebraska. Inside, he has written, no man is a failure that has friends. So go out and love people well today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you, Derek. This is 17 County, a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Listen.